Hi, this is Mark Wasserman. Welcome to the Skaboom podcast, which is the audio companion to my forthcoming book, Skaboom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History, which will be published in early 2021. In this episode, I focus on Ranking Roger and his autobiography, I Just Can't Stop It, My Life in the Beat, which he co-wrote with Daniel Rachel. If you haven't had a chance to read it, I highly recommend it. Sadly, the book was released after Roger passed away in March of 2019 at the age of 56. The English beat hover over nearly every chapter of my book. Many of the musicians I interviewed name-checked the band and Ranking Roger. Before we get to the book, here's a bit about the first time I saw Ranking Roger. I fell in love with all of the two-tone bands around the same time when I was 14 years old, and each had a big influence on me personally. But there was always something about Ranking Roger that drew me in. Maybe it was his ever-present smile, or the fact that he was just a few years older than me. Whatever it was, his youthful energy and engaging personality were magnetic, and becoming a fan became the gateway into a rite of passage from my somewhat sheltered suburban teen years to that of a young man. Seeing the English beat at the Fountain Casino in Aberdeen, New Jersey in April of 1983, on a school night, if memory serves, set me on a path I continue to walk to this day. Before the show, my friends and I took the necessary precaution of visiting Playland, a sleazy video game arcade in the heart of Times Square in New York City, to procure the fakest-looking fake IDs ever. They came in handy as they got us past the bouncers and into the club, when the legal drinking age in New Jersey at the time was 19, and we were all 18 or younger. Being inside the Fountain Casino, then a rather nondescript, low-slung building on Route 35 near the Jersey Shore, was my first live rock club experience. From the moment we walked through the door, we were struck by the reality of adult life. Alcohol, drugs, a low-level sexual tension, and the overwhelming nervous energy of a crowd waiting in eager anticipation for a band they really wanted to see. I remember staring in utter disbelief at the bottle of beer one of my friends had handed me while we were waiting. The support band that night was R.E.M., who were unknown to us, and the crowd patiently waited them out during their 30-minute set of New Wave Psychedelica. And then, out of the wings of the stage, came the long-haired WNEW-FM rock DJ Pat St. John, He was an odd choice to introduce a quote-unquote new wave band, and what stands out in my memory is the smattering of booze the crowd hurled at St. John, as well as a short chant of get a haircut from a rowdier contingent of fans that prompted St. John to make a hasty retreat. And then suddenly, the band was on, and everything slowed down for me. Whether it was the adrenaline and beer mixed together, I'm not sure, but the experience was imprinting itself on my brain. Though it was more than 35 years ago, I remember it like it happened yesterday. What stands out about the show was the pure energy of the band and the almost out-of-body experience I had watching them. I paid very close attention to Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger in particular. I watched how they moved on stage, what they said between songs, and how they sang into their microphones. Roger appeared to hover at times as he moved to and fro across the stage. I left the show later that night convinced that I needed to figure out a way to make ska music part of my life, and after a few fits and starts, taught myself to play a rudimentary form of the bass and started a band. I had the opportunity to meet Roger a few times. 
once at City Gardens in Trenton, New Jersey during the summer of 1988 when I went there with my bandmate Roger Apollon Jr. to see Roger perform as a solo artist. And then again in 1991 when my band Bigger Thomas opened for the special beat at the Fast Lane, a rundown club in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Both times Roger was friendly, kind, and approachable. A real mensch, as my mother would say, and he encouraged Roger and I to keep playing ska music. In all honesty, it took me a bit of time to finally pick up Roger's book and read it. Roger's death really hit me hard, and the book sat on my desk for some time before I was ready to give it a read. Roger was just a few years older than me, so his death hit close to home for me and reinforced my own creeping mortality. Once I felt ready to pick the book up, I'm so glad I did. The pages are infused with Roger's energy, vitality, and spirit, which helped soften the blow of his premature passing. Ranking Roger was born Roger Charlery in February 1963 in Birmingham, England, to parents of the Windrush generation, a migration of citizens from the Caribbean Commonwealth to the UK that began in the late 1940s. To that end, he was part of the first generation of black British musicians, including Linval Golding and Neville Staples of The Specials, Pauline Black and Gaps Hendrickson of The Selector, and Rhoda Dakar of The Body Snatchers, who helped to change British music culture. Roger's story is truly cinematic in scope, and as I read his book, I had to keep reminding myself that he was just a 16-year-old Birmingham punk when he joined the beat in 1979, and that just a few years later, his band's songs were all over the radio, and he was on tour with the cream of the crop of 80s music, including The Clash, The Police, XTC, U2, Talking Heads, The Pretenders, and many more. What comes through the book loud and clear is how much music meant to Roger as both a fan and a performer. He was a true music fan and had incredibly eclectic taste that ran the gamut from punk to rock to reggae. In fact, the parts of the book I enjoyed the most were the stories and anecdotes he shared about songs, bands, and musicians that influenced him. To that end, here are several examples of music that Roger calls out in the book. The first live show that Roger ever saw was Big Youth in 1977, and early in the book, Roger notes that the record that first inspired him to become an MC and take up toasting was African dub Almighty Chapter 3 by Joe Gibbs and the Professionals, a classic dub reggae album, which was released in 1978 when Roger was 15 years old. Roger was inspired to take his name from the Jamaican DJ Ranking Dillinger, who had a psychedelic reggae track called Marijuana in My Brain, which he loved. Roger said that his style came from Dillinger and that he had slogans like, no matter what the people say, these sounds lead the way. The book highlights that an important part of the Beats' music was the 12-inch versions they made of their songs. The 80s was the height of extended mix singles when bands radically changed the song to come up with something brand new. Roger often took the lead 
in creating the band's remixes, including a dub version of Twist and Crawl, which stripped all the instruments out of the single mix except for the bass and drums. It remains a classic. One of the most interesting musical revelations in the book is that the beat covered a version of the Grammix 1974 French language cadence lipso record Solo Trapshaw on their incredibly eclectic What Happened album released in 1981. Roger's parents were from the French speaking island of St. Lucia, and though he did not speak French, he did his best to emulate the St. Lucian patois of his parents on the track. Take a listen to the original. Roger writes about how the beat and the clash played many shows together and how he befriended Joe Strummer and Mick Jones. In September 1981, The Clash and The Beat played a legendary seven-night residency at the Theatre Morgador in Paris. This was the post-Sandinista pre-combat rock version of The Clash, the one that was obsessed with dub, reggae, funk, hip-hop, and Latin America. Strummer and Jones admired Roger so much that they invited him to sit in with them each night to toast along on their versions of Junior Mervyn's Police and Thieves and Willie Williams' Armageddon Time. Come in the 
The friendships forged during these shows extended long after the tour ended, so when it came time for The Clash to record a new album in 1981-82, Jones contacted Ranking Roger and invited him to come toast on a few tracks. In case you didn't know it, The Clash's iconic album, Combat Rock, was originally planned as a double album with the working title, Rat Patrol from Fort Bragg. Jones had mixed the first version by himself, without input from his bandmates. His mix featured Ranking Roger on a version of Rock the Casbah, and Red Angel Dragnet that was never released. It was David Martin whose life they tried to take. They shoot him in a minute, say they showed him the cookie. In the middle of the city, say they shoot him in a minute, say that. How oh, are you doing that to him, In my opinion, the song is far superior to the final album version produced by Glenn Johns. Though neither of Rogers' contributions made the final version of Combat Rock, it cemented a friendship between Jones and Ranking Roger, who later joined Big Audio Dynamite. As a slightly obsessive fan of the beat, I've always been on the lookout for rare or unreleased music by the band. Some songs, like their cover of Cole Porter's Night and Day, and It Makes Me Rock, have made their way online via bootlegs. That said, I was happily surprised to learn from the book that the beat actually recorded two slices of catchy two-tone era ska reggae pop, the OK song, and Mole in a Hole with Lenny Henry, a comic and cast member of the UK kids TV show Tizwas and late night TV show OTT that were released in 1981. Oh, 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 oh,
and sing along with the OKs. Come on, let's hear ya. Clap your hands if you feel the beat. Feeling and rocking to your beat. Yes, this is the stuff. I really love this music. It's great. But I think we should all get down on the dance floor. Spread the tablecloth and lay out the DCM. Which everybody knows dance for. Deacon Dance Milk. <laughs> Turns out John Peel played the song a few times on his show. I hope you've enjoyed this quick look back at some of the music that Ranking Roger had a hand in making. Please pick up a copy of his book, I Just Can't Stop It, My Life with the Beat, wherever books are sold. And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing to Skaboom on whatever podcast platform you use. And please keep an eye out for my book, Skaboom, that will be published in early 2021. Take care. Okay. Come on, guys, let's see ya. Oh, okay. You can do it louder. Oh, let's get down. Okay. Let's get down now and feel the groove. Oh, okay. I love this stuff. I can feel it. Rocky